Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Ty's Tech Line, the podcast featuring real conversations with real people talking about how technology impacts our everyday lives. I'm your host, Tyler Harrison, and thank you so much for being here. It is great to have you back. This week in the podcast, I am super excited to bring you something that's a little bit different, a little bit outside of my wheelhouse, but like I love talking about on this podcast, I think it's so interesting how technology can impact literally every aspect of our lives. So today we're actually talking about sleep and specifically sleep for children. So if you're out there and you are going to be a parent or maybe you are a parent, this is going to be a super beneficial episode for you. But however, if you're like me and you're out there and you don't have kids, I still think this is a really interesting conversation. We're talking today with Becca Campbell from Little Z Sleeps and she is is a pediatric sleep consultant. She's going to explain to you all about who she is and what she does in the episode, but she has a ton, a ton, a ton of information and she is sort of, I don't know, owning this space kind of, I think in my mind, creating this space for pediatric sleep consultants that is something that's really, really important. And I think it's something that parents don't necessarily talk about and don't necessarily think about because in most people's eyes, they think about if you need to hire somebody to help your kid sleep, it's because there's something wrong with your kid or because there's something wrong with you as a parent. And as Becca will explain in today's conversation, that is just not the case. So I had a really great conversation with Becca all about what a pediatric sleep consultant is, what that means, and some of the tech and some of the gear that she recommends that parents should buy, and maybe more importantly, some of the tech that you should avoid as as a parent or someone who may be a new parent that she thinks you should try and avoid or not waste your money on. So there's a ton of great information from this. It's just really interesting. Becca is so, so smart and she's so good at what she does. So I hope you guys all enjoy this conversation with Becca. And Becca, hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I am so, so, so excited to have you on here. Becca is a person that we met last year. We did a promo film for her and I was just super, super impressed with her business and I was super blown away by what she has going on. So I really wanted to have her on the podcast because although Ash and I don't have any kids yet, we have a ton of friends who are having kids. So I thought that Becca would be an awesome resource to have on here to talk all about, well, sleeping and the technology that kids have, because I think that is a very interesting topic. But before we jump into all that, Becca, if you could tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you're all about, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, I am really, first of all, just grateful that we did connect a year ago. Um, Your video has been incredible for my business, and I really loved that. It's such a great visual piece to show people, because I'm a visual learner. So when I get to have a piece that to share with others, like, this is what I do, it makes it so much easier to communicate because what I do is new and different to a lot of people and they just don't understand yet. So I am a pediatric sleep consultant and I'm based here in Richmond, but I work with people all over. It doesn't matter where you live. If you have a kid and a phone and a computer and a kid who's not sleeping, we can work together and partner together to solve that. So I work with parents to resolve their child's exhausting sleep habits. And I'm on this mission that we don't have to be tired parents. Like we think we do. We think we have to have the kid and then we will never sleep again and life is over, but it's not, it's totally not that way. And we can be well rested. It's just changing the mindset of that, but also digging into making the right habits from the beginning or changing habits if it's later on in life. Yes. And I love that you're using technology in this way because you're like you said, you can do a lot of this remotely. You do some stuff in person. So I'm going to have you talk about more specifics of what you do. But I do think that what she does, like I said, is so interesting to me because I do think that there is this this sort of mantra out there as parents. It's like, oh, I'm a newborn. I have a newborn. Therefore, I'm exhausted. And it just sort of like go hands in hand goes hand in hand and it's almost as if that's the norm and that's how it's supposed to be and if you're 
not like that, then it's almost like you're cheating the system or there's something wrong, but you don't, it doesn't have to be that way. And that's what Becca is all about. So talk to us a little bit about, so you work with babies of all ages, correct? Yeah. Yeah. From, I've had parents call me when they found out they were pregnant and they wanted to get their registry list and they wanted to get everything the way exactly how I said it to be. Um, and then I've worked all the way up till age seven where there's so many years of just trying to do things and figure things out, but we've kind of come to the end of the rope and let's, let's really resolve all these things that have built up over time. So, yeah, it really doesn't matter, that whole spectrum. And it's never too late, and it's never too early, really. I mean, you can start learning foundations from the start. And, yeah, I mean, I will totally tell people, if you have a newborn, yeah, you're going to be tired because that's just the nature of it. But... I want you to know that that doesn't have to be the future of it. So we want to see that as your child grows, that we can really lay the groundwork for even from the beginning, if that's when you reach out to me. Right. And I can only imagine that you work with a lot of first time parents and things like that who just have, I mean, you have no idea and you have two kids, correct? Yeah. How old are your kids now? Yeah, I have a three and a half and an almost two year old. Okay. So you not only from like a professional standpoint, but also just like a hands on mom experience standpoint, like, you know how it goes. Uh, and I just think, yeah, we have lots of, again, lots of our friends are having babies and things like that. And I just, you know, for us, I knew absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing about children. And luckily, like I said, all of our friends having kids has made it a little bit easier. I've had a little bit more hands-on experience, yeah. but it's not the same. It's obviously, it's not the same until you actually have that kid and every kid is different. So how do you sort of approach that? Because I was, I was looking through some of your blog topics on yeah. your blog and you cover what seems like a huge variety, which I think is really awesome with all this information. Like there's things like how long shall I let my baby cry? Easiest way to solve night wakenings, yeah. nap transitions, five ways to maintain sleep during the holidays, right. how hiring a sleep consultant saved our marriage, right? There's like this, we, this really big, broad spectrum of things that you cover. Mm -hmm. So how do you sort of approach that? Yeah. Yeah, so when parents call me, I, I typically, like you said, a lot of parents do call me with their, like, they have no idea what to do. But actually what's interesting is I work more with the second or the third. I worked with the fifth kid in the family recently. Mm. And because they, they have these other kids and everything is different. And they try to fit the mold of what happened with the first kid or the second kid, but it's just not working. And then they're even more tired because they have more kids and they really can't focus on this. And so that's why they call me and is be like, okay, we've got to figure out something because this child is obviously different mold and different expectations than the others. And that's okay. So I kind of start there, like on our first phone call, which is just a first like 15 minute discovery call. I just want to know about the family and what your goals are. So I always ask them to share what's going on at bedtime, what's happening through the night. Okay, now what do you want to see different? Because knowing what their end goal is, is how I can best help them. And most people when they share, hey, this is what I want to see happen, it's like a really small goal. Like, I would just right. like to have five hours of sleep. Like, that's great, that's awesome, but I'm gonna double that for you. Like, we're gonna yeah, go yeah, way yeah. past that. And that's always neat because when people come to me with like these really small goals and then I get to share with them that actually it's gonna be way better than that, it makes it for them like even more excited to jump in and get started. Now, nobody is 100% ready to go. I share that all the time, that nobody's like, yes, I can't wait to start sleep training. I can't wait to start doing this. It's all always a lot of hesitation because it's been, um, if it's an older kid or even a baby sometimes, it's just the unknown is scary. And so that's where I have to really get into and share these things about like, hey, once we do solve this and we get your kids sleeping 12 hours instead of five hours, your marriage is going to be better. Um, they're going to nap better. And all these other other things that they're also concerned about will be solved. And so sometimes it's it's about meeting those small goals, like let's sleep all night, but then getting to the other aspects of sleep, like when you have nap changes or when you travel. And there's 
so many what ifs and I have a whole membership club like just for my former clients on the what ifs that happen later um, with like room sharing when you travel or daylight savings time was a big one um, or new baby comes. How do you deal with that? And so there's always something. There's always something that's going to happen. And we want to touch on that. But when we first get started, I really just want to know like what's going on now and what's your goal right now. And then we'll worry about the rest. You know, what I think is really interesting is like you mentioned that every kid is different. Not There's no one magic formula that you're like, just do X, do Y and then do Z. And then every single child is going to sleep through the night. So how do you, what are the, some of the, so walk me through the actual process. What does the process look like for you sort of evaluating what's going to be happening and talk to me a little bit about the, cause I know that you use Voxer, which is yeah. a really cool app. Cause you're, you've said before that you're, you don't have this, like, again, there's no magic solution, but you're really there more as a cheerleader, more as a accountability partner for the parents more than anything else. Cause one of my favorite lines from your, from your video, which everyone should go watch on her website <laughs> was littlezsleeps.com, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Everyone should go watch that but you say something along the lines of like the kids want to sleep right it's not that the kid doesn't want to sleep they just you know don't know they how. just don't know what's going on yeah. so you're more there for the parents than anything else so what does that process look like it, it and it's so true there is no like give you a piece of paper and say go do this which is why there's a there's the people who come to me have a problem with well I've tried to follow this you know this piece of advice from a friend or I tried to follow this book or I tried to do um, something I just you know researched on a mom blog or something which all of those are nice resources but if that doesn't work for your child, we have to dig deeper than that. And so when we first get started, I want to know a lot of details. And when in my one-on-one packages, we do a very tailored, a very focused sleep plan. So I do one-on-ones and then I do group sessions. And so even in my group sessions, you're going to get a general plan, but you're going to get individualized support because every kid is different. So there really is no way for me to be like, hey, here's your plan. Goodbye. Because that you're not going to see success that way. You really have to have somebody to walk along the process with you and talk with you. And it's all about, I mean, Google can't speak with you and your book can't speak with you, but I can. And so it's just really walking, like holding your hand virtually. And so my group uh, packages, we use Facebook and our private Facebook group, and we walk virtually through there and we hold check-ins together and we just encourage each other. And that platform has been awesome because those parents who are up at 2am doing their plan and working through the motions and are like exhausted, but they're want to cheer each other on, they'll hop onto our Facebook group and be like, Oh, this has been a, you know, really hard night. I'm thinking about you guys. Is anybody else up? And somebody else will pop in like an hour later, be like, Oh yeah, I'm up. And it's just like the collaboration. And in those group situations, we only run our support through virtual um, private Facebook group. And then mm-hmm. my one-on-ones, it's the, the Voxer app and really walking daily. And so it's, uh, I mean, it's funny when you were wanted to talk to me about technology, I was like, I don't really use technology. I'm like, guess I do. We all do. Yeah, you, everything is technology based pretty <laughs> I know, much. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think about it. And uh, um, I've had a lot of clients say like, oh, well, you should try the WhatsApp. And I remember you and Ashley talked about the WhatsApp. It is called WhatsApp. <laughs> and she, um, the WhatsApp is totally great for some things, but it's very complicated. And uh, Voxer is just one button. And I deal with really tired parents and they can't deal with like too many options. They've just got to have one button to press. Right. So anyone who doesn't know, Voxer is essentially oh, yeah. like a walkie talkie for your iPhone. So basically yeah. you like open it up, you go to Becca, if she's the one who you're communicating with, you hold down the button, you say whatever it is that you want to say. It sends a little audio blurb to her. She listens to it and then she sends you an audio blurb back. And they have access to you through yeah. that one-on-one partnership for, was it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks straight? unlimited. Yeah, yeah. And so right. and no, they can just, I, you can, I anytime you have a question or anything, 
thing you're like i don't know what to do i did what you said and it's not working what do i do right and you can just ask becca right yeah and i think the thing about the facebook group that's really great is that obviously we all know that if you go on facebook and you ask for an opinion you're going to get a million opinions and they're all going to be different and they're all going to be probably relatively uneducated right (laughs) but the nice thing about yours even if you're just you know in this facebook group that you've set up and it's not necessarily the one-on-one experience but at least you're communicating with other people who are all sort of like-minded who have had the same training from you right Mm -hmm. they all kind of are on the same wavelength and they're not going to be getting all these crazy different people and all these you know all these arguments that are uh, going against each other you're kind of all in the same same wavelength you're all going through the fight together yes all with becca leading the charge right yeah that's totally true and i tell the moms i'm like honestly i don't i want you to yes you can be a part of these other mom groups i'm not telling you to not to not be but it frustrates me because when they bring in outside information which doesn't really happen but when they talk to me on the phone and our initial consult about well i've tried this and tried that the selling point is like but you get to be in a group where everybody's doing the same thing and i'm going to help you make it actually work and work for your kid and it, it is totally true I mean, the the group is awesome in that way because they are like, yeah, they're all doing the same thing. They're all walking the same path. Some people it's taking a little quicker and some people it's a day or two behind, but everybody's right there with us. And that's encouraging. And then, yeah, having the Voxer like walkie talkie, I literally want to know everything. And so it kind of now breaks down into what kind of support do you need? Are you somebody who needs like hand holding? Because I'll hold your hand all day long. Or you need or you just need a couple of check ins to make sure that everything's going well. And those are two totally different types types of people that I can now serve in those ways. And having that Voxer unlimited communication, I actually just had a mom who I wrapped up with and she has a 22 month old and she was the first person to tell me this, but she went back and listened to every single one of our Voxers for three weeks. (laughs) And that was a lot of messages. And and it was the day we were like wrapping up and I told her, I was like, Hey, we're not breaking up. Like we're going to talk in a month. We'll have a check-in. But she was like, but I just had to soak in everything you ever told me. And she was like, Becca, I I sounded so different three weeks ago. She's like, three Mm. weeks ago, I was doubting everything. And I was like, I could tell I was distrustful of you. And now she's like, I can't even believe that I was asking you some of those questions. And I see how far I've come just in the way that she could hear her voice from three weeks ago. And that's so cool. And I love that story because that's what I want. I want parents to feel like they're equipped and that they know how to like continue the charge and continue exactly what they're doing and feel confident in that. Because if you're confident in that, then you can absolutely be a better parent, better spouse, a better friend, and you you just feel so much better about the way you're you're living your life. And I think that's great because that allows them to go forth after the two weeks with you mm-hmm. and maintain this. Because obviously this is going to go on kind of forever and ever and ever. Like the kid always has to sleep. Like that's never really going to change. And obviously they're going to kind of grow and evolve and there's different stages and things like that. But it, by you giving them and equipping them with the knowledge and the power and just this confidence that like they do know what they're doing and like these basic principles and kind of I'm sure follow with them through the rest of their sleep journey as the kid grows up and stuff like that, that you're empowering them for the rest of their lives to have good sleep, you know, theoretically, as opposed to, oh, okay, as soon as we stop working with Becca, like everything fell off the rails, right? Because it's not, it's not just, it's not something you're doing. It's something that you're equipping them with to go forth and have forever. That's, um, and that's this week's, my, my, po- my podcast is all about that is regressions. Cause I get that question a lot. Like, well, what happens after two weeks? Do we still get to right. talk to you? And with my one-on-ones, yes, you get to have a follow-up in a, in a month after we're done, but it's the same thing. I always feel like with a physical, with a personal trainer, like if you're doing physical strength training and you commit to it for, let's say like two weeks to four weeks and you see some awesome change and then your personal trainer says, okay, you've got this, you, you know, you can go do it. 
it's up to you to continue it or not, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can either continue to maintain what you've built or you can let things loose and everything can fall back into the way it was before. But honestly, no, the parents I've worked with are, are so excited and they see that radical change that most of them are so confident. They're like, nope, we got this. Like we, we can keep going and we feel like we're going to be great on that. And there are times where parents come back and like, hey, we just need to check in on a couple of things because of sickness or travel or nap changes. And it's because we're working with a human being. So things do change, but they still have those confident tools and we can just recall some of those things that we did before. Right. And what's great about Becca is like she said, she has a ton of resources for people out there that are free on her blog and on her Facebook and you do Facebook lives all the time and you have a podcast and all sorts of stuff. So um, shameless plug at the beginning, everyone should go find Becca on all the platforms. So (laughs) tell people really fast now while we're early in the podcast where they can come find you because there's tons and tons and tons of free education out there for new parents, for seasoned parents, like you said, third kid, fourth kid, doesn't matter. You have information for them. So where can they go to find all that? Yeah, I, I love, I think the best place to connect currently is on Instagram. That's where I'm like connecting with most of my she clients. She has great Instagram stories. <laughs> They're so much fun. Um, so yeah, Little Z Sleep on Instagram, um, Facebook, Little Z Sleep Consulting, and my podcast, Little Z Sleep podcast. And yeah, on my on my website, littlezsleep.com. For people out there who may not be parents yet, like maybe they're expecting, right? Yeah. What are some things that you would say to them to maybe prepare them ahead of time for this sleep journey? Because I feel like when they're really, really, really little, like there's only like, there's only so much that you can do. But what is some of the like key, most valuable information that you would give to someone who is expecting their first child as far as tips they need to know as far as going into the sleep thing with the right mindset? Yes. Well, depending on when this is going to be put out, my newborn course launches the first week of April. So that's coming for look people. Look at this. This is perfect. <laughs> Good plug. But also, I mean, you have to look at the newborn season with a lot of like giving yourself grace, but also flexibility because you already, as soon as that baby is born, you're already thinking, oh my gosh, when am I going to sleep through the night? Like, when is this going to happen? And you, you're like longing for that and you're wishing for that. But really to just kind of soak in that time that you're currently having with your baby about, yes, you're having wake, you're having night feeds throughout the night. You're having no schedule. Everything is different. And I first would want you to soak it in. Um, and to second, don't get too overwhelmed with a schedule. And I'm putting that in air quotes over here, but there really is no schedule for a newborn. And, and actually there's no schedule until you're six months old, which is frustrating for some people people to hear. Mm. But the majority, I mean, newborns, it's just all about the routines. And so the first thing I would ever want you to do is just build a daily routine with your child. And that just really starts with making sure that they are awake for a certain amount of time and they go down for a nap. And when we look for newborn wake time, it's honestly as small as 45 minutes. I mean, in those first few weeks Mm. of life, that's all they can handle is a little bit of wake time and then we're down for a nap. And that doesn't seem like it's enough time for them to get sleepy, but newborns need sometimes like 16 to 20 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. And it's very, very small. And so, and every newborn of course is different within that, but it's just, there's a lot of sleep happening and that's normal. And I would also want you, probably the third thing I'd want you to do is just connect with other people who have newborns because it's really, it can feel isolating But if you can connect with other people who also are going through the same thing, then that's super helpful. Um, And that's one aspect that I'll have in the newborn course is a community of moms that we have, you know, celebrating the baby's birthday or celebrating the milestones and things like that, because you really do have to have a community in order to feel like you're making it Um, because it can be an isolating and you might find yourself staying home all day long, just trying to get these naps in. But that's the beauty of a newbornhood is it's totally flexible. We can bend all the rules because there's not really many rules at all. Yes, you can start a foundation even from the beginning. And the goal and the hope is that when you 
start these newborn foundations that you don't have to do full on like sleep training by four or five or six months old, that they just know what to do. And I, I, with my first, that's why I even do what I do is my first daughter was a terrible sleeper. And so we had to, you know, really do hardcore sleep training with her at four or five months old. And then my second, I knew exactly what to do. And I never had to do sleep training with her because she just got Mm. it. You know, I taught her the foundation. So I lived and worked through that to get all these materials ready to share with others. But it's definitely cool when you know that you can just lay the foundation now. Like the course is called Sleep from the Start because you can, you really can build the foundations from the beginning of their life. And like, I think what you said is great is that it's more about you than it is about them. Like they want to sleep as long as you're willing to put in the work and be dedicated. And I think the gym analogy is really perfect. Like you mentioned earlier, because yeah, you can go to the gym and you can learn good technique and someone can show you the ropes and what exercises to train and how to you know target specific muscles in your body. But then it's going to ultimately be up to you. Like you're not going to have a personal trainer every single day for the rest of your life. I mean, you could if you're a celebrity maybe, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's very unrealistic, right? right? But if someone gives you just that foundation, you can take that and you can go and run and do a ton of stuff with it. So I think that that's really great. When it comes to your process and your sleep training that you're talking about, I know that you recommend a certain number of items that yeah. are key and that are crucial for sleep and good sleep and things like that. So I want to, I want to go through some of these things and I want to hear from you what you think are some of the must have like tech baby products that every parent needs and they can be some of them obviously will be sleep specific but then anything else that you have just as like mom advice yeah what are some of your favorite like baby tech products that are out there right now that you think everybody needs yeah i love that question because i don't really consider myself a product person and i don't have like the latest and greatest things but then i start to think about what i recommend i'm like oh yeah there are definitely things that are super important to have and so while i don't think you have to go out there and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on all like the top of the line stuff. I'm even my own clients, they go from having, you know, the, the really old school, just audio monitor all the way to they've built their own camera system. And I've literally had parents send me a, uh, 60 times sped through the night video, like, so I could watch their kids sleep all night. I'm like, I have these two spectrums. And so it's really <laughs> funny to me that everybody's different. Right. Um, and so the, the number one thing when I look for, when I go into a kid's room is light and I want to shut off all, all the, the lights and lamps and close the curtains and close the blinds because we have to have a room that is super dark. And I don't like any of the the techie things that have like the stars on the ceiling or, you know, nice lullaby music like swirling around the room. I really want it dark, um, as dark as possible. I have had some clients who they're older and they like to have a nightlight or the child's asked for a nightlight. And in those cases, I actually prefer salt lamps or a red nightlight because mm. those color on the red and, and orange on the color spectrum don't interrupt your sleep. So those are okay. Like those types of additions all right but I really want to avoid any type of white or blue light within the kids room and so then we can get into well so many products now have like built-in little lights and even the smoke detector has a light on it and Mm. of course then I have those clients that go around with electrical tape and like taping over every little light that's possible you know to shine bright and that can be important depending on your kid's sensitivity but that's the first thing I check in when I get to go into a kid's room I want to make sure it's like pitch black I'm talking midnight black at seven o'clock at night or noon during the day, any time for sleep, it's got to be totally, totally dark. So that would be like the first thing I'm going to look for is the no additions of tech when you know we've got all the lights off. Right. And my my all time favorite product that I'm 
always talking about is the dome white noise machine. So it's a, a little motor um, that you just flip a switch. And some clients have told me they've had theirs for like 10 years, for even for them. And it just never stops. And so it's this amazing little motor called the dome um, white noise machine. And they make little mini travel ones and they make um, big ones. And so they range from like $20 to $70. And so you can get whichever size you like. But all of those are so great because it's just constant. So I'm looking for the darkness. I'm looking for the white noise, like pure white noise. Um, and then curtains, which are not a tech product, but I always talk about them because we create these Pinterest perfect nurseries um, that have like sheer curtains. And those are definitely not what your kid needs. I talked about the darkness before. And so I actually want to make sure we have super blackout curtains, which the best ones are from Target. So okay. you're getting all your baby registry stuff. So get their pillow fort blackout curtains. Those are awesome. But there's so many additions, like there's so many extras. And this is where I really love when I get to go into someone's home and see all their little extras that they have. So one of the, I think the coolest products that I've seen is a bath that is a bathtub that is a scale. And so this is really cool for parents who have um, the baby is struggling to gain weight. Um, I think you can rent scales from the hospital, but this bathtub I think is maybe like $100, which sounds a lot like a bathtub. I mean, that's a lot of money for a bathtub. But if you are really concerned about your child's weight gain, um, which there are lots of instances where they are, then you can use the bathtub. This, I think it's called like the aqua scale. It is a scale that you can weigh your baby in daily. And that that doesn't, I remember before I had a newborn, like talking to, talking with other parents about how much their baby weighed. I'm like, what does that matter? But when you're in the newborn stage, like that really matters. And some parents have weighed them before and after feeds and done things like that just to track. And so that is probably what I thought was really like a superfluous product, but it actually was really great for this family that we worked together with. So that was probably one of the coolest things I've seen. Um, that's an extra piece out there, but really beyond like other techie things. Um, people are always asking me about my favorite vi um, baby monitor. And I mm -hmm. do. That's what I was going to ask next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a million options out there. So just from many. what I've seen, all of our friends' house and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, what are you? What are your recommendations for baby monitors? Yeah. So of course, when you slap the word baby on anything, it goes up in price. And so mm. I've had many clients have um, like pet monitors or just home oh. security monitors, um, like a Nest or something. Yeah, like, like a that. Nest. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's, you just need a video, and um, it would be cool if there was an audio component so you could talk into it. Because some of my clients, we do actually speak into the monitor as part of our plan, mm -hmm. if that doesn't totally freak out the kid. But it is something where you can have, um, you don't have to have like the, you know, summer infant baby monitor. You can have like a regular old camera in their room just to see, because that's the purpose is just to be able to see, sometimes talk through. And then some of my very favorite ones you can actually run through your, through apps. Um, and of course every, like, I feel like everyone's coming out with these now, but you can just have your, um, instead of actually having a monitor, you can have it on your phone. Um, and there are lots of different ones that can run through your phone that you can just check on. And so like my brother-in-law travels a lot. And so he can look at his baby sleeping in the crib while he is in Cancun, Mexico or wherever he is. He can just look at the baby. Right. Um, and that's so neat. And I think that's really cool for parents who are like that. Maybe they they work night shift or they're not as home as often um, and they can check in the baby, you know, from their phone, which makes them feel connected. And that's always cool. So um, I, I never like throw out like this is the product that I love because there's so many. I feel like every day there's a new one coming out. But if price point is something that you're looking at, then I would um, this this one 
that my sister and brother-in-law used was from Lowe's and it was a home security thing. So mm. you don't have to get crazy and fancy with them. You really can kind of go in between the lines of, I'm just looking for a camera and this works on my phone. Okay, this works for me. So don't feel like you have to go to the baby registry aisle and look for the baby monitor. You really can like get other things and that's cool. Um, and now there are even white noise machines that run through your apps or toddler clocks that run through apps. And so I have one that I need to test that's called the Owl, um, no, the Ollie, because there's the Owl let monitor, which a lot of my mm-hmm. clients have that monitors their baby's system. But the um, Ollie toddler clock that I have runs through your phone. And so um, there is no like numbers on it. It just glows when it's time to wake up in the morning and you can run and set it all throughout the night from your own device. Mm-hmm. So it is crazy that there's like so many things that you can just run straight from your phone that go straight to your baby's room, which I know doesn't surprise you, but still like, well, that's crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah, no, I do think it is crazy because I mean, we've there was one point a couple weeks ago where our entire dining room table was covered in gifts because we've gone to like six baby showers, I feel like, in the last couple of weeks. So we had all this stuff that we'd ordered from Amazon and Ash had something similar to what you're talking about. It was like a changing pad, yeah. but it was a scale yeah. and it had like an app with it and like you could track, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. all this stuff. Um, so I do think it's really interesting because I think back to like when... I was little, which wasn't, you know, when we were little, which wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm. but like we didn't have any of this stuff, right? Like it was very, very, it was just a different world. And, the, and look, we turned out great, yeah, right? Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> um, are there any things that you see out there that like lots of parents buy that you would consider like a waste of money? Or like if you are, again, again, you're about to have your first kid yeah. and you're looking for things to register for, you're like, don't get this thing. <laughs> this is a waste of money. You'll regret it. Yeah. Oh or if you're going to spend all your, like, where, where you should invest more money on, like, what's the most important thing to get? I, all, I am a, I'm like anti rock and play and anti docketot, which are like the docketot is such a hot item. Um, mm-hmm. and that thing is expensive. Um, it's like $200 for like their large docketot size. And is that just the thing that like goes in the crib that they lay they on? They can, or you can use it in between, like you can put it on your bed and so they could sleep in your bed. And oh, so, uh-huh. and my sleep philosophy is we're not going to bed share. We're not going to co-sleep that type of deal at a firm flat surface is what I always talk about. So a bassinet um, or a pack and play or their actual crib, like those types of things. And so that's one thing I've been thinking through, like with my newborn courses, we buy these things. We buy $200 docketots to help save or save our kids sleep or we buy um, rock and plays that just kind of cradle the kid and keep them contained, but are not good long-term solutions. We're you could, you know, spend less, less than a docatot to buy the newborn course <laughs> and to really get through everything right. to make sure we set solid, solid foundations. But there the, you go. That's good marketing right yes, there. Yes, I thought so. Well, okay. What is the purpose of the docatot? Like, what is it supposed to be? What are they selling it on? Yeah. I've never understood that either. Cause I, a lot of our friends, all of our friends have that yeah. and they're always like talking about it and yeah. whatever, like what is the, what is the purpose supposed to be? So of it? it's, uh, if you look, it's really like a sleep positioner and it's just like kind of positions your baby to sleep in a certain way, but it, it basically like contains them. And so there's no real ability for the kid to start okay. to roll or to like start to, and that's where we see self-soothing. So really when we look at, you know, docatots could be okay, but I don't want them sleeping in that all night long. I want like a firm flat surface. And so my, hmm. my things with the docatot or the rock and play is that it, it's, it, kind of keeps them like capsuled in. And so it makes the baby feel like they're being held, which is nice if you, oh, I don't want to, you know, we, we, we don't have arms to hold the baby all day. So yes, of course the rock and play or the docatot, those are nice ways to look at that, but they're not great long-term solutions. And especially with the rock and play, we see um, flat head syndrome. Um, the baby is not like 
really exploring like how to roll and their their body motions as well. And so I am all about like setting the baby free, like be in the bassinet, right. be in the pack and play and things like that are, are so much better. So that's really where that comes in. But it is funny because the Doc Top popped up like I don't even know how many years ago. It's pretty it's relatively new, but it is it's a short term solution. It does it's not something you like right. keep going for the rest of their life. So let's learn those foundations so you can keep going. Because like, if I knew about it, it must be pretty popular because <laughs> yeah. I don't know any I mean I I know hardly anything. This is actually a really funny conversation for me to have because I'm talking a lot out of like theory and out of a lot of like hearsay. So people who are listening to this who are actual parents, like if you're cringing at what I'm saying over here, like I understand like that I don't really understand. Like (laughs) I don't have any kids. Like I'm trying to do this to help everybody else out and to help me out in the future. Like I know this is all going to be something I need to know someday. I just want to throw that out there. Like I'm aware of the fact that the the irony that I'm like talking about this, like I kind of know what I'm talking about when I really have no idea, but that's good. That's good to know because I think, yeah, a lot of people just buy that because it's like, oh yeah, everyone else has it. Yeah. It's a, it's a very trendy item. I feel like for sure. It's very trendy. Is there anything, can you think of anything else? Anything that's like that, that's like everyone buys this, but you really probably shouldn't or don't need it. Yeah, I think. uh, And then it kind of goes into people's personalities because I'm a minimalist. Like when I was looking Mm. at my daughter for my first daughter, I was literally searching like minimalist baby registries because I didn't want all the stuff, um, which those types of lists are totally out there. And then there's the ones that are like, I want everything. And so the extras to me were things like, um, like bottle warmers and things like that, just because I just did, I was like, ah, whatever, it's fine, I'll do something else. But there are things or like that, the diaper genie thing, the di- yeah, and um, and we definitely, you know, we're a little different. It's funny because I used the diaper genie and then I got tired of like changing it. So I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna go take this diaper outside. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, you right. know, keep doing this. So it, it kind of goes into like, what type of personality are you? So like this dad mm-hmm. who had the monitor that recorded the baby all night long and they would send me recordings of the baby's night throughout the whole night, right. like and speed it up super fast. I mean obviously, you know, they are very into products. And so they spent a really long time searching for the, the, you know, the best toddler clock and all these things. And that's the other part of this is you can get really absorbed into researching and finding like nitpicking reviews. Like, oh, there's a one, you know, there's one, one star review. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. But there's so many things that like, this just basic. I mean, it's so true. I kind of go back to that. Like your baby just needs to sleep. Sometimes we like fluff up their environment with all these extra things and all these extra products. But we really just want, like a safe, um, flat, firm surface for your baby. We want a great connection to sleep. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have every product in the world. That's good to know. What about some non-sleep related things? So things like strollers, I know are a really big topic or like car seats or whatever. Do you have any just like general tips or advice on that? I know that's a little bit out of your like professional wheelhouse, but I'm sure that you have strollers and car seats (laughs) and all those things. So do you have any just personal tips on those things? Yes. Do not ever get a stroller that has plastic wheels. Don't ever do that to yourself. It's the worst decision. Get a stroller that has the like real like inflatable tire like wheels. Um, We had the um, Graco like jogger. It's it's amazing. People always get like the Bob or the more expensive ones. And that's that's something else. Like you could spend a thousand dollars easy on a stroller and um, don't do not waste your time. Do not go with anything with plastic wheels because that's just really silly. And then you'll have your second kid and you'll go to the park and you can't wheel around a plastic stroller in the dirt or things like that. So that's definitely something. And then car seats honestly get a little touchy sometimes because this is something I, I would want to encourage more people to look into, but there's so, there's actually a whole like uh, Facebook group called Car Seat for the Littles that has thousands upon thousands of almost hundreds of thousands of people in this group. And it's monitored by people who are car seat experts. That's a thing. And you can Mm. like post what your car is and they'll share with you what the appropriate car seat is for you and your car. It's really crazy. So that's a great resource. Yeah. But you don't want to skip out on that. I feel like that's one thing that you definitely want to invest Mm -hmm. 
invest in a good one because that's uh yeah they're gonna be sitting it's in it for a long time yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, cool okay so what about so i'm just thinking other things that i'm curious about that have to do with babies and technology yeah. um are there any specific app that you recommend that parents use i know you mentioned a couple for like clocks and things like that are there any really good like sleep tracking apps or anything like that that you maybe not require people to use but you've seen be effective for people yeah so when i'm working with moms who are nursing they often use and there's so many different apps that can track like the feeds and a lot of them actually do track their sleep as well and so all you really i mean you can totally find um when you just go to the app store like search for feeding app or sleep app and there are lots of things that come into that but honestly I kind of like just a, a like a Google spreadsheet is what I provide to my clients mm. is we have a Google Drive of your sleep log and we keep track of that so we can kind of make notes back and forth to each other because when I do work with you on your child's sleep, I, that's like that is the meat for me. Like I've got to see how long did it take your child to fall asleep? How long did they sleep for? What was happening? To see all those little details are really important to me. So we run it through um, Google Drive and I always tell like, I tell my clients one day I'm going to have my own app. It's like my dream. I'm going to have my own app (laughs) that's going to have like the link to book all your follow-up calls. It will have maybe like Voxer integrated with it and we'll have like all the, like everything in one because I would love because people are so tired when I'm working with them, like just download this app. Everything you need is right here. But instead- That would be really great. Yeah, I really, that's my dream is one day I'm going to do that. If there are any app developers out there listening and you're interested in helping Becca make her lifelong dream come true, (laughs) um, reach out to us because that would be awesome. Okay, so this is the last technology kind of question that I have. So this is kind of a hot, hot button topic. So I'm not sure how, how lightly you want to tread here, but when it comes to like screen time and iPads and like those types of things as a way of like soothing children or even especially like iPads and stuff before bed, I know that they even don't recommend like adults do that. So I have an idea of what you might say, but I actually have no idea. What are your just general sort of thoughts on iPads and kids and technology and screen time. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tread all over that. I have lots of opinions. Yes, please. <laughs> let's hear it. So whenever one of the things I share with families is that we really need to cut off screens an hour to sometimes two hours before bed. And this really depends on the age of the kid. Um, you know, I don't recommend that your under one year old is really watching much TV at all. Um, and then really after one, they're only supposed to be getting about an hour of TV time. And of course, that's like way that also includes tablets and phones and everything like that. And it's so easy to to go over. I mean, I have an almost four-year-old and she wa- she's watching a movie right now. I mean, she's going way over her hour screen time, but sometimes you just do what you need to do. But there are definitely um, times where I want it to be all cut off and really dinner time, let's just turn everything off um, because typically you're eating dinner maybe like 5.30 or 6 or 6.30 and then within the next hour they're going to bed. So let's just shut it all off after dinner because blue light does block the release of melatonin and melatonin is a natural hormone. We all have this and your child, if they're around screens or phones or tablets, that blue light is going to block the release of melatonin, which helps them fall asleep and stay asleep. But not just stay asleep until midnight. It really, honestly, melatonin levels help you stay asleep all the way until morning. So it's really important that they just get their natural melatonin flowing and not also find where parents um, are maybe doing like melatonin melts or a thing or like melatonin pills or supplements or whatever. But your child has enough, like your child has enough melatonin levels unless they have a medical condition. And there are some medical conditions in which they are not. But majority of, of all kids are producing enough melatonin. We just need to shut off the phones and shut off the TVs and screens for them. And so there are oftentimes I'm working with families and TV is a part of the bedtime routine. Like, okay, we'll take a bath, we'll brush our teeth, and then we'll go watch an episode of Paw Patrol or something. And Mm -hmm. that's 
actually stimulating. Like we think that TV is, oh, I'm just going to veg out. I'm just going to chill. But it's really not. It's like completely just stimulating our mind. And so I don't want you to do that. In fact, I want you to go to the kid's room and play with them. And that seems opposite. Like, no, no, no. We're trying to like calm them down. Like go watch TV and just chill. But I would rather you go to their room and wrestle with them for 10 minutes or play puzzles with them, like whatever they want to do, because that's true connection time and actually will help them fall asleep better if they've had that good connection time and one-on-one time with you and shut off all these screens. So I had a family last summer who, when we went through this, they, the mom was sleeping in the race car bed with her son and they were watching TV after dinner. And so of course we, you know, solved all of that, but their new normal after a month of working together, instead of, you know, watching TV and, you know, cramming into the race car bed, they would come home and have a picnic outside together every night. And then they would run around and play in their Mm. backyard and then they'd come in and get ready for bed and he would go to sleep on his own. And it was that change of let's turn off the TV and then getting outside is the best way for your body to like naturally get their melatonin levels going because melatonin Mm. is only produced when the sun goes down. So when the sun goes down, your levels go up and we wanted him to naturally get that going. So summertime is great because you can easily go do that. Um, And it's, it's really, truly important to shut off these screens and phones and tablets and everything an hour to two hours before bed. I'm still working on this for myself, for sure, but it's, right. it is important. So, I mean, obviously it's more true probably for kids because they're probably more sensitive, but it's true for us too, right? Yeah. And that's why like on your iPhone, it has like the night mode where it switches everything to a little bit warmer, yeah. but even still, I'm sure that it's not, I know, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not a foolproof solution. So when you do routines, I know like you're really big on routines and helping kids have like a bedtime routine to help them go to bed. Do you think that's like helping trigger that melatonin in them by like repeating the same routine every single night? Or is it, is there any sort of science behind that? Or am I just kind of connecting to you? No, it's a good really question. There? So the routine is really just all about like cueing them. And so I feel like the, their melatonin levels are, are also being produced and we're cueing them at like, okay, now it's time for bed and routines like bedtime routines can start from day one. You need to bring your, bring your baby home. Okay. We can start a bedtime routine. And the mm-hmm. purpose of when I work with clients is oftentimes the bedtime routine is maybe disjunct or there is no bedtime routine. And we're trying to establish a healthy one that is uh, portable, right? So I want your child to be able to go travel and you can still do your bedtime routine easily and then go to sleep. Yes. Or you can have a babysitter and they can go to sleep. And it, you, it's not you, mom or dad, who is driving them into sleep every night, maybe literally or figuratively, but they are just depending on, okay, I can do this myself. I've done our routine. I get into bed and I go to sleep every time. Yeah. And I like that it doesn't, I like what you said, because uh, you worked with our friends, Caitlin and Michael, yeah. who Caitlin was on this podcast. Yeah, and a lot of people listening probably know Caitlin, but um, we've been at their house a bunch of times during bedtime and every part of her routine is washing her hands. Right. And she's really little. So it's really cute because you got to hold her up to the sink <laughs> and like she washes her hands or does whatever. Um, but it's something that's like that. It's just so simple. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, part of her nightly routine yeah. that when she, she does that, but you can do that anywhere, like anywhere you can wash your hands. Yeah. Right. That can be part of your routine. So I've seen that play out firsthand. And just so everybody knows, when she started working with Caitlin, Michael and Evie, she was sleeping Evie was sleeping 24 hours through the night within like a day or not 24 hours, 12 hours through <laughs> the night. That would be, be really impressive. <laughs> she was sleeping 12 hours through the night within like two days of working with Becca. So if anybody ever wants to like a firsthand experience and you know, Caitlin and Michael, you should reach out to them and ask if you're like, hmm, this sounds interesting, but I need like a firsthand experience. Caitlin and Michael will vouch. I know hundred percent for Becca because it worked for them and they're still, again, they're still doing that same routine mm-hmm. now, however many months later after working with you. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to see like as she's growing up and things like that, that it's still working and she's sleeping still yeah. really well through the night, which is great. Yeah. It's awesome. And it really is. I mean, it's just the cues. It's just like building those foundations so that everything, yeah, I, I, I want 
your baby's sleep to be portable. In fact, it has to, because you cannot be, you've got to have like, keep your sanity. You've got to get out. Um, and there's so many great benefits. Like when you have a great sleeper, you have freedom. Consistency is what gives you freedom. And that's so true in sleep. I, I, I agree hundred percent. And I think that what you're selling to people is this peace of mind. And you're like you said, you're really getting your life back, right? It's, it's obviously, it's about your kid. It's, it's healthy for your kid to sleep well, but it's really important for you and for your family and for your sanity to have that time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there's a lot, because I think you were posting on Insta stories the other night that you, your kids go down to bed at what, like seven yeah, o'clock seven, yeah. or something like that. So you have from seven until seven. minutes. So it's like yeah. five hours yeah. of your life that you get back yeah. that you can do whatever you want, right? Yeah. And you guys can watch a movie and have date night and, you know, in the house, obviously, like yeah, drink wine yeah. or watch a movie or do whatever you want yeah. to do. And that's a huge difference than fighting with the kid, fighting for hours and hours and hours, and then you're exhausted and you know all this different mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, I think that's really awesome. So last thing, so Becky, if someone's out there and they've listened to this whole podcast and they think it's really interesting and they're sort of on the fence, they're like, man, like my kid doesn't really, really sleep. I don't know if I want to like invest in that. Like I'm just going to ride it out. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who's out there who's kind of on the fence, who's debating and may even feel guilty like oh if I go to her that means that there's something wrong with me Mm. or wrong with my kid or I'm a failure as a parent because I need this woman to help me have my kids sleep what would you say to somebody who's kind of in that sort of mindset so I would ask you have you ever had a lactation consultant or a doula or did you ever hire a personal trainer have you ever had someone do your taxes for you have you ever sought help in any area of your life This is no different from that. It's just we're dealing with your child and their sleep. And I am so open about sharing with parents that if you have been trying to sleep train for weeks or unfortunately months, that's way too long. I want your child to be sleeping better within three nights time, within a week's time. We've got to see the change with them. And if we're not seeing change, then something's wrong with however you might be doing things. And so I would look at how long have you been trying to do it on your own? If you've been trying to DIY it and you're not seeing any results, then I would want to know because we really do need to see change sooner because that gives everybody the encouragement. We have to be fair to your child. We have to give your child that connection to sleep that they want and not hold it off from them. That's great. So I I think, like I said, we don't have kids, but when we do have kids, we're coming to Becca for sure. And I think we're definitely, I mean, take all this information. So if nothing else, you guys should definitely go find her blog. She's got tons and tons of great free information on there. She's got a bunch of free resources that you can download and all sorts of stuff. So one more time, Becca, remind us where everyone can go to find all the information they want to find about you. Yeah, um, uh, definitely Instagram, Little Z Sleep. I do so many video messages with people. So if you have questions, just shoot me a message and I'd love to connect. Um, Facebook, Little Z Sleep Consulting. And then my website is littlezsleep.com. And we're going to take all of this stuff that she talked about, all the products and stuff. We're going to put all those in a link in the description of this podcast. So if you're interested in purchasing any of the things that she mentioned, you want to see the the exact curtains that she mentioned and the exact um, sound machine and all those things, those will all be uh, linked down below. But this has been so great, Becca. Again, everybody out there, I realize the the irony of this whole conversation, but I hope you guys got a lot out of this. And I think that this is a great conversation. So Becca, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Another big thanks to Becca for being on the podcast. I think that this is such an amazing topic to talk about. And honestly, when she reached out to us last year and I heard about her for the first time, I had never heard of this type of service before. And I just know that there's so many people out there who are struggling to get their kids to sleep. And it's honestly, it's just draining on them. It's draining on their kids. It's just draining on every aspect of your life. And just to hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you're just feeling maybe encouraged if you're in that place in your life, just to know that A, you're not alone. B, there's tons of other people out there who are 
are just like you and see that there's somebody like Becca who can come alongside of you, who can help you out, who can be there as a coach, as somebody to show you the way, to show you the light and that there is hope for you. There is hope in your sleeping future and that Becca can help you provide that. So big thanks to Becca. If you guys are out there, please, please, please reach out to her, figure out, you know, see all the things that she has to offer. And again, just check out her blog for all those amazing free resources. That's all we have time for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to support the show and you want to help us out, go on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. That is honestly one of the best ways for us to grow the show. And also, if you have anybody in your life who is into podcasts, maybe interested in this show, go ahead and pass it along. Uh, That is one of the, also one of the best ways for us to just grow the show and to get more listeners and things like that. So thank you all so much for listening. This has been Tyler from Ty's Tech Line, and we will see you next week.